Oh, it was a surf rock. Is this? Yeah, band. I don't remember who. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Okay. I'm getting tired of just hanging around. I'm gonna get married and settle down. Hey, Jason. And by everybody, I mean Matt. Because yeah. he's the only other one here. Yeah. Because Trevor's not here. And missing a podcast means you're a dick. Wait. That means I'm a dick. Yeah, well. Yeah, well. What can you do? Nothing. I have yet to miss a podcast. That's because you host them. That's true. And produce them. Yeah. And the couple I've been unavailable for, we just haven't done. So. Were there any of those? I don't One, remember. One, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't So, remember. Jason. Yeah? You know what happened this weekend? I watched the match and jizzed in my pants. How many times? At least once. I was going to say really twice. That didn't happen. That was kind of graphic. We'll have to cut that out. Not really that one. We'll yeah, we'd that. never cut a thing out. Uh, We're like anti-circumcision. We, we beat Seattle. Not Seattle. We beat Dallas. I was thinking ahead. Oh, I hope you're right about we beat thinking Dallas. ahead. 2-1. 2-1 and? Sabo scored a goal. And? Jaime debuted. There we go. That's all That's all you need to know. Oh, that's all you were getting at was Jaime? Yeah. He's all right, I guess. Yeah. How, how did he look to you? Because he looked good to me. He looked real good. That's... Well, I meant his play. I don't know what you meant. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I meant his play, too. Likely story. Yeah. About um, that. No, he played really well. I, I mean, like you can see he's thing. still working on, like, his communication and kind of just understanding how the rest of the guys on the team play. But to look that decent in your first, like, that first run out, have a pretty good chance on goal. Yeah. That was only saved by a really, really great tackle. Yeah. When that guy... Yeah, there was... Was that a- Watson... I think that was Watson. There was somebody. That knocked the ball. Yeah, one that of those. I mean, that was like, spoke. when you hear the saying, an inch-perfect tackle, that was an inch-perfect yeah, tackle. Yeah, any, an inch in either direction. And yeah. We get a penalty, and Javi puts and it, it away. it was a great run. I mean. Yeah, it was a let, fantastic run. Maybe they would have let Jaime take the penalty. Yeah, maybe. That would have been huge. It's certainly possible. Uh, Hits the crossbar. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. That's not cool. Oh. Um, Anyways, so Jaime looked good. Yeah. Sabo, Sabo looked good. scored one of the most ridiculous goals. Not just like I've seen at an RSL match, but that I've seen in general. Yeah, it was like uh, the header was obviously very good. Uh, like he hit it kind of with the back or side of his head. Yeah, angled and it. And powered it. And over the angled keeper. It. I mean, the keeper had no chance whatsoever. Like nobody else on this team does that. Just period, ever. Uh, he saboed it. Yeah, it's it's a Saboria goal. It's a Sabo NATO. It's something. Um, Copyright Brian Dunn said 2013. Oh, yeah. Was that 2013? Yeah, that was last year in the... Was that last year? Yeah, it was. I don't know, but you got to speak up. Yeah, it was last year. The fine folk listening at home couldn't hear you, Jason. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it was... It was crazy, and I am gonna. We're gonna laugh at this when it happens, but I will bet you money. Like a year from now, there's gonna be an RSL commercial that involves 
Alvaro Saborio's goal coming off of the bench. We can we can interview that uh, Bean Mace guy. Similar to the yeah, similar to the Dunny goal. Now it's going to be Sabo. Yeah, the best part about that goal, like, like obviously it was a good goal, but the story was just like it's not a yeah. story you you. No, it's a story you'd write because it's just fantastic. But if you wrote it, someone would be like, "That's lame." Yeah. You know? But then it happens, and you're like. That just happened. Yeah. And sometimes people predict it when it happens, but you know, I'm not going to take credit for that. So. You you did say we, <laughs> Sabo's going to score, uh, and he did. I didn't think it was going to be right then, though. Yeah, it, it was right then, and that was nice. Also, one of the better goal celebrations I've ever been a part of. Yeah, we uh, we were just a human mass of. Yeah, 35 got a little rowdy after that goal. It was like I mean, the whole stadium went nuts. What but... was that movie about a millipede? The human centipede. Oh, you're <laughs> disgusting. I wasn't thinking of that, of course. Oh my god. Anyways. No, uh, I, have a, I have a friend who sits on the west side of the stadium. Yeah. And his quote about Section 35 was, You guys were losing your shit after that Sabo goal. Yeah, we were. It was... Uh, uh, like, I watched the replay about 7,000 times. Uh, over 9,000, let's say that. Yeah. That's funnier. Yeah, over 9,000. Yeah, over 9... Yeah, anyway. Uh, and, like, there was a little girl who didn't care, and, like, yeah. everyone's applauding, and there's other and whatever. people who were like, oh my god, like, they couldn't believe it happened. Yeah, but, like, if you were to go down the stadium a little bit, we'd you'd see basically everybody jumping on top of each other. Yeah. Uh, it was as big a goal as we've seen since uh, Chris Schuler in the, the playoffs, playoffs last year. year. Which was amazing, too. And and so I think actually, and I know this might be heresy because everyone's, you know, immediately calling the Sabo goal, you know, the best moment at the stadium ever, um, and maybe it's the most inspirational. Yeah. Uh, but those Schuler goals were just spectacular. Yeah. And because it was Schuler, and you kind of weren't expecting them, and yeah, you just you didn't expect him Schuler to be goal, back. That second Schuler goal is probably one of the most underrated goals. Like in MLS history. Yeah, the way he slid A in. A defender back post sliding in. Yeah. And just catching it perfect. Yeah, it was... In a, in a knock... I mean, in stop it, extra time of an elimination game. It was bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. N-A. That's what I said. I know. I'm adding an N-A. Oh. Bananas now. Bananas now. Bananas now. I like your style. Yeah. <clears throat> but no, uh, I mean... The, the implication that I have style is it's both offensive and... Yeah. Unnecessary. I mean, look at you. I know. You're wearing a salmon shirt and blue jeans. They're not jeans. They're chinos. Thank you for making my point. Uh, they're navy. It's <laughs> it's the in thing. I think and they go. Socks. They go. Yeah. That's who they are. Purple polka dot socks. Yeah. They're pretty Anyways, cool. Tangent. I guess. They're probably not cool. Whatever. That's. I mean, yeah, I would say the Schuler goal is probably bigger. Were there any Champions League goals that were bigger? The one who uh, Spindola scored in the... Fu- oh, wait. <laughs> that goal would have been bigger. Oh. You know, that's Speaking kind of, of what uh, Jaime reminded me of a little bit. He looked a little bit like a Spindola out there. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, not as not as wily, certainly. Um, well, it was his first game. I mean, he had well, that moment but, when but he was even dribbling then, down, down in the corner. Yeah. And he had... Those two Dallas players had no clue what was going on. I mean, he yeah. made it past him pretty handily. And that was... I mean, like, I'm not doubting his ability, but but Espindola, from everything I remember at the beginning, was just 
kind of all over the place. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he was he played like I imagine he was as a personality. Yeah, just a little nuts. A little bit of a psychopath. Yeah, um, Jaime doesn't seem that way, and no. that's nice uh, because I think a Spindle's problem was often mental. He was the Nicholas Bentner of RSL. I don't think he was that bad. <laughs> It wasn't that mental. Although, for what it's worth, Nicholas Bender did once come in uh, during up. a corner Shut up. I know what you're talking about right now. Shut up. And and then score uh, with his first touch, much yeah. like that Saborio fellow did. I don't remember that. I know. I don't remember that game. Who uh, was that against? Was that against like Chelsea or Everton or something? Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> Some meaningless Arsenal game. Yeah. Battle for fourth place. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. How are you, Jason? I'm bitter. Uh... But 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 seriously, it was uh, it was a good goal. Which one? Sabo's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just fantastic. It was, it was amazing. Even Sabo didn't know what to do. Like I don't think he could believe he scored. Yeah, I mean, which for, is for weird as much because as Sabo can't believe that he scored. Yeah. Yeah. Be, he he all he just scores. That's just sort of what he does. That's kind of and... his thing. And it was cool if you watched him. Like he was encouraging other players and. Doing very unsabo like things. Yeah, but 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 even before he got hurt this year, that was one thing we were noting was he was much more positive than he has necessarily been in the past. Yeah, I completely agree. And like Jaime, could... I mean, he was really encouraging Jaime. Like some of the runs Jaime made, he would turn around, clap, do the thumbs up. I don't, which is not sabo. Yeah, so that's good. Uh, once those two get on the same page, it could be fun. It could be fun, but what happens? I don't know. Uh, because we've got this little kid who just can't stop scoring. Joe Platter. Joe Platter. Uh, is currently playing with his national team, which is not one of the worst national teams in the world. No, Ecuador's not bad. And the thing about Plata is, like, as much as he's disproven how much it matters, like, his size is something that makes it very realistic to keep him in MLS. Yeah, Because uh... a lot of bigger leagues are going to be turned off by his size, regardless of his production. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time that a player has been like held back by their size, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Might be great for us, but Yeah, potentially. We do we do have him uh for another year at least. Yeah. Uh because there's an option on his contract if for we the don't next trade year. Him. I'm just kidding. Why would we, you say that? We're not gonna trade him. Oh man, if we can make it a Champions League. Yeah, if we make Champions League we're set. Uh <coughs> we'll refresh our squad, we'll have a USL pro squad. We'll get better. And as there's just it's really no funny, words. like, w- this is kind of tooting our own horn, but I was reading that you to- Leander no. Sherlackens, yeah. I don't know if the article that he wrote about Kyle Beckerman. I don't, I don't know if you read it. He wrote it, no, it just came out today. I haven't read it. And it's, it's like, it's really good, and it made me realize that, like, for as much credit as we like to be like, oh yeah, you know, RSL are stable whenever it's really hard to be in MLS, like, it is absurd how good we've been consistently and for how long for as much as people are like oh man we know we haven't won anything like in mls half the battle is just being there every yeah year. and a lot of teams aren't there every year and, and we have been and even even cool. the good teams fluctuate but we are just consistently like hey look we're still here good luck you know if our legacy is that we were the team that never won a trophy but actually did want win a trophy that's not a bad legacy yeah, but I'd rather we win trophies. Yeah, but we've but it's nice to be done well. 
it's nice to be really good right now and not be like, oh man, we're going to be in trouble soon. Because everywhere that we're kind of like, you know, maybe getting a little bit older or something like that, we we can we can almost already name the replacement for the guy that's getting older. Anyone? Everyone except Kyle Beckerman. Kyle Beckerman. And as much as I love Cole Grossman, I think he's a fine player. Yeah. Uh, he did score that goal against Portland last year that just was amazing and fantastic and another think, great story because that's him coming back from concussion and I and scoring in his first game back. What's weird is I see we a lot of I see Cole's more of like a Ned guy long term than yeah. Kyle. Yeah, I mean then that's a high compliment certainly. Of course, absolutely. But I don't see him I don't think like ultimately he's gonna end up as that defensive midfielder that takes no, all of Kyle. But that is where he's more likely to win minutes right now because there's nobody else that can play there. And no one displaces Ned. Yeah. If he's fit. And he's been fit basically for the last year and a half. Yeah. Uh, with a, a few interruptions here and there. And uh, kids? Yeah. Well, I mean, but it, it, it's... Uh, Ned Gravelow's career is really remarkable in that way. It's so weird how so many teams have cut him. And he's just like the epitome of consistency. Which is what so many teams struggle to find in MLS. And... How many teams have let him go? I mean, yeah. Columbus let him go, San Jose let him go. Well, and certainly he was not as fit a player then. Yeah. Uh, and not necessarily as mature. Yeah, and we showed faith in him. And faith in him. He matured and rewarded us one hell of eternally. A yeah. I said eternally. Yeah, I know. Okay, just to make sure. None. That was clear. Yeah, I know. What else do we have to say about the Dallas match? We hate AC Milan. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, those guys suck. Blue Milan all the Blue way. Blue Milan all the way. Forza enter. Forza Sabo? Forza Sabo. Yeah. Um, Back to Dallas. Chris Winger wasn't bad. Yeah, Chris Winger. I gotta say that because I've been, I've been riding him and not necessarily been his biggest supporter. When he, he wasn't. Was here's the thing. He wasn't poorly. tentative. Yeah. Uh, and that, I think, has been his biggest downfall this year. Not, not like... He hasn't played he bad, do. it's just been decision-making, and like he's second-guessed himself a lot and put himself in some bad spots. But, but he played great against Dallas. Yeah, and, and it wasn't an easy game. No, because you have all that speed, and they like to counterattack. And that is not an easy game to play in as a fullback. And especially because we were pushing so high up. We were talking about that during the game. Our center backs were playing as midfielders for like most of the match. Yeah. It was well, awesome. And that's... that's a systemic quality we have, uh, but I've never seen Nat Borchers go on like a streaking run down the middle of the pitch. But that happened against Dallas. Yeah, that was a little a little strange. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit. Uh, but to see us in the 90th minute when we were ahead and we knew if we lost this game, we were saying maybe goodbye to our shield chances. Uh, which, you know, as a professional athlete, that has to be in the back of your mind. Oh right? yeah, it's one of the two things left you can play for. Yeah. Uh, as, you know, Western Conference Final, it isn't something you play for. It's it's a means to an end. Although, really, at this point, the Western Conference Final should be the MLS Cup. That's true. Uh, if we get to host MLS Cup... If I'm we a huge proponent make... of this new idea I had. We go pro-rel, and we just make the Eastern Conference Division Two. You know, Mayor Paulson said the same thing, actually. Oh, I didn't know that, because he has me blocked on Twitter, so I can't see what he says. Yeah, I thought it was funny, um... Because Merritt Paulson's team, Portland Timbers, 
uh, would actually be further outside the playoff race in the Eastern Conference. Really? But but he decided to make that statement, which... Um, he was in fine form the other day during the San Jose match. I don't know if you were reading that. Oh, yeah, I, I was. It was pretty fantastic. And then, he, of course, he deleted all of them, so... Yeah. At least own up to it, Merritt. Come on. Yeah. What uh, about Portland? That's so... I think they're going to make the playoffs still. Somehow, some way. And I hope they the end, go on a big run. And, and if they do and they get in fifth or fourth, that first round game is going to be bonkers. I hope because... they just solidify a spot uh, so no one below them have anything left to play for because those are the teams we're playing. Yeah. And and like I said, the way the way they play and defend or don't defend that first, that play-in game or whatever it is, you know, between the four and five seeds. Oh, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be crazy. They've got that one guy that played Hottie. in England. Oh, Liam Ridgewell? Yeah, yeah. He, played, he played did a really great job like... of letting Chris Wondolowski run right behind him. Yeah, well, I mean, who doesn't do that? Yeah. Let's be honest. Uh, but but he was just a poor defender throughout. Yeah, that Cato goal, did you see that? Yeah. Where he just runs right up to the ball. Everyone's just watching the ball, and Cato just Oh, well, if you guys are just going to leave it here, don't I'm mind sports. if I do. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a Portland classic, I guess. I don't know. That sounds like and it's, it's it's really interesting because we're totally on a tangent, but since it's MLS, what? I guess it's an okay tangent. Yeah, that's true. Like, we're, we're at topical. some point, at some point, some of that has to come back on Caleb Porter, and it's amazing that none of that has been Caleb Porter's fault. And how it's, long how long does he get to sit on last season's success? Uh, Barrett Paulson seems to really like him. Uh. During the match, he was tweeting about how it took a right back to score. Yeah. Uh, how they couldn't... An effing right back. Yeah, an effing right back to score, which... Like, to say that about your own team, after you sign Eddie to... Is he is he on a designated player yep. contract? Like, to approve that... It's almost like signing someone as a DP after they play six games for your team is a bad idea. Yeah, or, or signing a, D, a young DP or any DP from outside the league... And expecting wonders out of them in their first half season. I mean, like, Adi got off to a really hot start. But part of that is teams not knowing you. And yeah. once they get some like tape on you and they see what you do, it's not that hard for your production to go down. Yeah, we may not have the most physically... You know, the, mo- the best physical specimens of center backs in the league. But they're smart. They're smart. Uh, they're all, like... The best center backs in MLS went through four years of college. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, it's professional, you know, soccer, aspiring, like, creating soccer, you know. But, like, for these people, college isn't, like, something they get to take lightly because their soccer career will probably last 10 years. They'll make, what, sixty to $100,000 a year if they're not good? If they're great players in MLS, they'll make maybe $300,000 a year? Yeah. After 10 years, that's $3 million. That's, that's you know, a lot that, of money. It's if you a say lot, it right. but it's, it's not... Enough to retire on for sixty years. I could probably retire on. Yeah, I might be able to dollars. too, but you'd you'd be making, you'd be pulling back like fifty thousand a year, and that's that's okay, but you're not going to be comfortable over sixty years. I mean, obviously, oh, like retire for sixty. Oh yeah, because they're retiring when they're forty. I'm thinking, I'm like, man, I could totally retire on sixty, on three million dollars, but I'll be like seventy. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Shit, I hope I retire with $3 million. I know. Uh, I hope when I retire, the stock market still exists, and uh, we're not in a post-apocalyptic 
you know, society where e-cigarettes have taken over everything. And yeah. There are little mind control devices. Oceania. Yeah. And Eurasia. They've always been at war, you know? Yeah. Always. Anyways. Yeah, Portland's yeah. weird, man. But, but like, we're full of these cerebral center backs. And Nat I think Borchers, one of the, I yeah, mean, Nat exactly. Borchers has made a whole career out of it. And Chris Schuler is no slouch. No. Uh, obviously, he's physically a little awkward, but but good. He is a little awkward, but he's, I like his awkwardness. Yeah, it's it's endearing. But I mean, like Matt Beasler, Matt Beasler has made a great career, and Matt Beasler's not like the most athletically gifted guy, but he's always in the right place. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think Matt Beasler made the right call by not going overseas too. Yeah, I do. Which is off topic, but I think he would have not necessarily done great overseas. Oh, was that too quiet? Sorry. Yes, it was. Anyways, yeah, Matt Beasler, good call to stay in Kansas City. Yeah, and uh, as much as I hate Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, and that's a lot. Um, a lot. Although, I don't know if I really hate anything a lot, but... But if you did, it ice would be cream Kansas salads. City. Ice cream salads, I don't hate at all. Yeah, that's not possible. I know. Uh, speaking of ice cream salads, just wait for our next interview. Yeah. Well, our only interview this show. But... Maybe I'll interview you later. <laughs> Will you do a Ned impersonation for me? No, I wouldn't. That'd be insulting. I'm not doing it. I'll do it. Did you see that Ned and Cole are at the same booth at the Meet the Team event? I saw that. And the... Adam Hendrickson was like, oh, I'm going to play Ned or Cole with them. <laughs> I wish he would have. Maybe he did. Maybe. We'll never know. So anyways, back to this whole Dallas match. What else was good? Uh, Luis Gill wasn't bad. I mean, no, I, in yeah. his limited role. Luke Mahalan was wasn't bad. Nobody, it was like... It, it was, was a great performance from everyone. It was a two-to-one match, but... And another thing, like, Leander Sherlockin said... I just don't know how to say his last name. Sorry, Leander, because I'm sure you're a listener. On Twitter, but, it says Leander, last name, no fit. Yeah. So, um, says something. What was I going to say? Oh, it was, it was a two-to-one result, but it was like... It was a classic, like, textbook RSL victory. Yeah. We dominated possession and just passed teams to death and played well defensively. You know, we had the one goal that was kind of a... I mean, that free kick was ridiculous. Yeah, and we got minutes for two players who who really need it right now. Especially the in the stretch. run-up to the playoffs. I'm so excited about, like... Our striker set is just... Probably better than it's ever immense. been. Oh, it's it's... Easily better than it's ever been. Yeah. And Deloy Hansen. Uh, and we don't know how good Jaime is yet, and it's better than it's ever been. Yeah. Deloy Hansen said this is the happiest, or this is the only time he's really, truly been happy. With, with our forwards? With our forwards, which <coughs> makes hey, me a little Don't underestimate way. his talent scouting. Yeah. Okay. Um, it makes me a little wary. Uh, because anytime you have owners commenting on player personnel, it's. It's crossing into an area that gets a little gray. But he's got a point because... Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I agree with him. The, the the group up front has never been as deep or as good as the midfield and the defense. Uh, like, yeah. as long as we've been RSL, you know, Jason Christ RSL, if you want to call it that. And yeah. now, like, you could make a case that it is. I mean, we're five deep at forward, not counting Devin Sandoval or Jordan Allen. And Jordan Allen had some pretty decent games at forward before he got hurt. Yeah. I mean... I don't know what Jordan's going to do when he comes back. I don't know where uh, he can also play it right back, right midfield. Yeah, no, he'll forward. find a place. Yeah. I'm just saying, and that's crazy, man. Like, it's not even fair. I'm totally okay with it, but 
Yeah, it's uh, it's weird because for you know so much of Jason Christ's time at Real Salt Lake, our forwards were Sabo Espindola. You know, from 2000, 2010, 2011, I suppose. <clears throat> and, 2009. And 2012, right? Wait, we, we didn't we, have Sabo in 2009. Yeah. Was it spend a little with us in 2012? Yes. My, my 2013 was the year he left. Right. But before we had Sabo, that Mavsissian fellow wasn't half bad either. Yeah, but and, and we had that good first striker. We had a Spindola. Uh, that third striker kept rotating. Fourth and fifth were basically just scrubs. Yeah. yeah they were just, it was just some guy Freddy you found. Yeah, well, not, not quite a striker, but... <laughs> Oh, we had Arthur Agassian, the cousin of Yuramov Sissian, who just wasn't good. He was kind of bad. He got into the squad solely because he was the cousin of Yuramov Sissian. Yeah, maybe. But it's interesting to see, like, that we've put resources into it. And and to be fair, this is how it was, you know, at in Jaime, obviously. Yeah. But this is, you know, 2013 Strike Force. Uh yeah, so then, so I'm not meaning to harp on Jason Christ, like, but maybe going to get better. I mean, Garcia, you would assume is going to get better. Oh, I would imagine so. Plata, I don't know how he gets better than he's been this year. But oh, he'll get better. Yeah, and that's the scary thing uh, because I don't think you can keep him long term if he gets significantly better. You think he'd leave the league? Um, I think there are a number of leagues that would look past the height. I could see him going to like Mexico, Mexico, South America, South America. Uh, if we're looking toward European leagues, Spain's not a bad shout. Netherlands. Portugal, Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, I don't think many people in England give him a shot. No. Uh, because the, it is a little fi- it's a league. little physically obsessed. Yeah. Uh, whether the league is more physical or not than you any could go other. To Scotland. Hey, it may soon Celtic. Yeah, in their newly independent nation, which it may be by that time. Yeah. That'd be cool. That might be fun. I think. Maybe they'll bring Scottish know. flags to the games instead of Irish ones. That might be different. Uh, shots fired. Anyways, um, he Germany. I mean, that's a long shot because of the, yeah. the quality of the league. Um, but I mean, clearly Plata's not maybe he could go too far. Milan. I wouldn't wish. I would that. buy a Jao Plata Milan jersey in I, a heartbeat. I wouldn't wish that on Plata. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Juventus, though, maybe, 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 maybe Blue Milan. Blue Milan. I mean, there's a lot of options, you're right. Portugal, Spain, he could do the Freddie Montero thing, go to Portugal. But, I mean, he's only 22. And the other thing, too, though, is... Or is he 23? 23. With the new CBA coming up, though, who's to say that we can't be competitive and keep him matched, like, wages-wise? Yeah. Me, me, I say that. That probably won't happen. You never know. Uh... <coughs> Something has to change if we want to keep players of this caliber. Uh, I think that... But I don't know. I think that we're already like on a competitive level with Mexico, much more than we were even like three years ago. Yeah, definitely. When RSL was making its deep Champions League run. Yeah, and oh. <coughs> part of what I don't think you'll ever see in MLS is you're never going to see like the, the huge transfers like you do in yeah. Europe. But that's because... We grow our own talent maybe a lot better than some of those teams in Europe do. Yeah, I mean... And, Obviously and, not like Barcelona or yeah, anybody like that. But that's the goal, like, yeah. to, to do that. And it's nice that basically everyone is looking to them for direction. And everyone not to in them the league, to an extent, but... is either 
really good at growing their own talent or finding that college talent. Yeah, it's... Um, I wouldn't say everybody. Uh, well, Montreal Impact, perhaps a notable <laughs> exception. Yeah, true. Well, they're Canadian. Toronto FC, expect? a notable exception. Well, to, the thing about Toronto, though, is they, they have so many good players who are in Toronto, and they just let them go. Yeah. I mean, they're, all those really good young Canadian kids that play for Vancouver are from Toronto. And we could talk all day about Toronto and their their problems, but <laughs> let's just be certain to say I'm, I'm terribly glad to say They'll be Ryan changed when Garth's there. I'm just kidding. If that, if that happens, happens I, it's totally my fault. Yeah, I'm going to kick you in the balls. <laughs> on the podcast. That's, that's 100% fair. Yeah. I earned that. Yeah. You're not the only one to have said that. That's uh, a popular... That was a popular Twitter I think that's thing. a conspiracy theory sort of thing. Yeah, and, and certainly I love conspiracy theories, but... But those going to take over for Sunil Gulati. You know, I actually wouldn't be surprised if Bill Manning moved up somewhere. Uh, There's a lot of talk that Manning is going to take a like U.S. soccer job. Yeah, and I don't who, know where it came from. Yeah, I mean, who would blame him? <laughs> uh, but but he's, and if that happens, Garth's staying 100. percent Yeah, because that's Garth's job as soon as Bill leaves. I wouldn't be surprised though if Bill Manning like takes a. A broader position within you know Real Salt Lake because we're bringing in this USL pro team, we're expanding the organization. Like director of something, I don't know. Uh, maybe you maybe you go with and I think Garth if as director like, of football, which is basically what a what, GM is. Yeah. I mean, I think if Manning does take that broader position, then then if I'm trying to think how to word this, I said it really poorly. Yeah. Well. If Manning knows, hey, I can keep Garth if I take, you know, this broader position and move out of what I'm doing, then I don't think he would hesitate to do it. I don't I don't think he would either, but it it has to be a move that makes sense for him. Because Bill Manning, let's face it, is still a, a good executive. Yeah, he's a business guy. Uh, and that's kind of what the his role as president is. Is he originally is. from Utah? Is he a Utah guy? Like, I don't uh, know much about I don't, Bill Manning. I think he's from New York. Did he come in with check Yeah, I think so. You should know. I know. Um, and this is why... We have Wikipedia. The internet was invented. So that people like us don't have to just make things up. But we probably will anyways. Yeah, that's true. Let's see. What is your dad's Wikipedia page about Bill Manning Yeah. Come on, internet. Follow me. So, <coughs> Bill Manning, huh? Bill Manning. How about that? He, as cool as Bill Manning is, he is. He doesn't have a Wikipedia page. He he even played and won an Open Cup. With who? Uh, The Greek Americans? Oh, really? Uh, That's a very Greek name. Oh, sorry. Uh, The Brooklyn Italians. (laughs) There you go. Oh, also very Italian. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he's a native of New York. Uh, And he... Was the president and GM of Minnesota Thunder. Oh, so he's a soccer guy. Yeah, he's a soccer guy, but we have... Oh, he was president and GM of Tampa Bay. Oh. How did I not realize that? I don't know. Uh, Oh, that's right. He was the director of corporate sponsorships uh, for the Houston Rockets. The basketball team? Yeah. Cool. And he also was with the vice. He was the vice president of sales and service for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I, yeah, I, I just know they're a team. Yeah. Well, anyways, that's enough about Bill Manning. Let's get back to 
Yeah, Bill Manning, you're boring. So we're moving on from but you. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we're very we're talking MLS right now instead of I said MSL earlier, by the way. But MLS mm. for shame. Major League Soccer, Soccer dot com. Uh, State run media hashtag. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Like, there's just it's crazy how much really good young talent there is in MLS. Yes, yeah. and hopefully and now we get to, to keep, keep it. it. Yeah. yeah, and Garth Lagerway, uh is kind of part of that. Yeah. Like, the, this hot young talent, like, Jason Christ was part of that. Like, they're young as coaches. Dick. Yeah, Just well, kidding. We lost Jason Christ uh, because of big money and team. I think, and I know it's like, blah, blah, blah. it's like crazy talk, but I think if we lost Garth, we'd be okay. I think we would, too. Um, We're in a good enough position. But it wouldn't be optimal, to say the least. Yeah, it would be a bigger loss than Christ. Uh, there would opinion. there would be greater opportunity for failure. Yeah, that's to to put it <laughs> euphemistically. But they'll probably it'll probably be someone internal if Garth does go. I don't even know who. I don't either. I don't. I don't. Andy Williams, Kelsey Jacobson, Trey Fitzgerald. I like that, but Chris Camerani. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you not like that? Is that why you left? <laughs> Yeah, about that. <laughs> you know Chris listens to the show, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, he's not even in the organization. I know, it was a joke. Well, we, I should, know. we should nominate That's why I'm Trey. laughing. If Garth leaves, I'm nominating Trey. I, I think the only problem with that is that it goes against their um, mantra of having MLS experience. And you, know Trey, you know how long Trey's worked for MLS? That's true. He's. Uh, they don't say on-the-field experience. I think they do, actually. Shut up playing experience maybe it'll be robin frazier that'd be ridiculous i don't i was kidding i just pulled that out of my butt you know who could do it Ooh, ooh! since we're getting hypothetical all right let's get hypothetical here coming up on the end of his career maybe okay really good job bruce arena really smart guy no you chris wondolowski no nap orchers nap orchers huh I actually see Nat Borchers as a uh, as a coach for us in the near future. Not not like the next year. Uh, I would venture if I had to make such a venture. But that I'm not got saying this is going to happen by any means. This is just fun to think about. Oh yeah, Nat is a criminally underestimated, intelligent human being. Yeah, like very very intelligent human being. He invests in real estate. He's got business well. experience, which is a huge part of that. Yeah, GM job. Huh. He knows the club inside and out. He's. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Union. I'm just saying that's going to happen. No. <laughs> yeah, they're they're. It's it's refreshing to know that there are options. That'd be awesome if Borgers took over. Well, I think we've exhausted the FC Dallas topic for now. Yeah, we haven't even talked about them that much. Uh, Fabian Castillo's fast, and Jair Benitez is an asshole. There, we talked about Dallas. Yeah, although. Let me just say, it was a little strange that the whole stadium started booing him after he, like, thought he was fouled but wasn't. Like, that's all. He didn't dive. He he just got kind of pushed <coughs> over because he was sitting on the ground. Not a good place to be. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, the whole stadium started booing him. I, I think the whole I stadium really started booing him because we started booing him. Yeah, that's... Because Trevor hates him. That's true. Trevor does. That's Trevor's most hated MLS player, which is just so much fun that it's randomly Jair Benitez. Mine's Robbie Keane. Really? Yeah. Love Robbie Keane. Well, I know you do. Uh, you would. What's that supposed to mean? Yeah, you know. 
It's racist. Is it? No. No. I'm pulling rocks out of my shoe. But where do? Why do you have rocks in your shoe? I don't know. Hmm. Um. Should we just talk about Seattle? Yeah, let's talk about Seattle. Uh, we've actually got a nice little interview coming up. Uh, so we'll we'll lead into that. Um, we're going to talk to Dave Clark, Sandra Hart. Dave's uh, a good guy. Uh, yeah, good guy. Good interview. Good taste in salads. Yeah, the, just you wait. Just you wait. Yeah, you'll get to taste Dave's salad. I'm hitting the space by now. We're stopping the segment before it goes My any further. Love is good, no matter what I may do. Dave Clark, PC founder and managing editor of Sounder at Heart. You can obviously find that at sounderatheart.com. Uh, he's snarky on Twitter, so if you like that sort of thing, uh, he's one of your go-to guys. Uh, and he obviously knows a lot about Seattle Sounders, so that's why we're talking to him today. Uh, Dave, how are you? It's a great day. Why, why such a great day? I heard you had a steak and blue cheese or something. Oh, yeah. An amazing dinner, steak, blue cheese, and bacon salad. It's like a salad for people who don't like salad. That yep. sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a sandwich or something. Minus <laughs> no, it was great. salad. It was great. My wife is convinced that I'm, I, I do it just to pretend that I'm eating healthy. Oh. If you throw salad on the end of it, it sounds healthy. Earlier I had a yeah. barbecue pork salad. I had a fruit salad, which let's just be honest, a fruit salad, it's, it's fruit, yeah. you know, usually with like some juices, I had essentially a salad. sugar. Yeah. I, I had an a... ice cream salad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is already the best. Is, is that what, uh, is that what you guys eat in Seattle Bay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're all about ice cream salads and, um, and beer. That's pretty much it. That's all we do here. <laughs> There's worse things to be all about than ice cream, salad, and beer. Yeah, that sounds good. And computers, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's quite a bit of computering going on in the area. Yeah, that's. Uh, of course, we've got our own little uh, mini Silicon Valley. So, so maybe we're in some sort of vague competition with you. I don't know. Uh, regardless, I guess we're here to talk about Seattle Sounders and uh, obviously this upcoming match on on Friday. Another one of these weird Friday matches, but but what can you do? Uh, what are you expecting going into this match? Are you like looking forward to it, or are you kind of dreading it? Please say dreading. No, I, I think this is a, is a great matchup. Uh, you know, enough has changed about Salt Lake that that it's a good test for for the Sounders because uh, your guys' offense is, uh, has come back together. Um, this is true. With uh, with with the Sounders. Uh, Having a, a match against Salt Lake here at home is, is kind of almost the way that, you know, if, if Seattle wins this one, then um, RSL is kind of out of the shield hunt. It's, mm. it's kind of, you know, I mean, not technically. Yeah, but no, you're right. To gain up, I mean, it's to gain 12 points or wouldn't it be 12 points then after the, that that game if it's a loss? That, that's going to be pretty hard with, uh, with three teams in the way. Yeah. Whereas if Salt Lake wins... They're right back in it, and um, then they just need L.A. and Seattle to draw each other to death. 
I think if we win, we're only three points back. But you guys would still have a game in hand. Okay, so there we are. Yeah, so I'm really intrigued by it. It's going to be a, it's going to be a great one. Um, the matchups against Salt Lake have always have been good, um, pretty much the entire time. It's uh, it's you know two of the teams that can uh, can look at each other and consider each other a measuring stick, um, basically every year. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fun ever since those what 2011, 2012. Yeah. Well, the match in June wasn't that fun, but yeah, that, that was kind of awful. Fun. Uh, you'll be happy to know that we were at that match, and we will be at this upcoming match on Friday. Uh, so if we are, if we lose luck, again, we're never coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, let's face it, isn't that bad, I guess. I mean, I like Seattle, but but I don't I don't like losing like that. Yeah, I, you know I. I really hope that you guys enjoy all but about two hours of your time here in the city. Like, uh, is that the morning commute or something? Or <coughs> morning commute? I didn't say three hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or five. No, nah, but you know, I, I love um, you know Salt Lake tends to travel well here. Uh, clearly, it's a, it's a short plane flight, and it's a, it's an actually a weekend match. I know uh, plenty of people in this area that have driven up to Salt Lake. I can't imagine that you guys are crazy enough to do that on a week. Well, actually, actually, (laughs) we're actually leaving like five o'clock Thursday night and driving up. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, uh, I I miss being younger. Yeah. Um, It's something that's for sure. I think it's (laughs) that whole not being married thing, actually, that uh, enables it. Huge contributor. I think I can see that too. Okay. So yeah. If we could turn back to that 4-0 game, obviously, like, uh, like some people were a big part of that, uh, like that, who was that goal scorer we all hate, Chad something or other. Chad Barrett. Yeah. Um, how's, uh, was that kind of an aberration from him? Is this season an aberration from him, or uh, what are you expecting going into this game? Especially with Clint Dempsey, like, maybe, like, only just coming back into training. Well, uh, Clint will be training tomorrow, uh, or Wednesday, uh, if people are listening late. Clint will be back in training. He was given two extra days off, um, two days more than the rest of the team, because Seattle didn't play over the last weekend. So Clint will be back. Uh, Chad will be a... Well, Marco Papa's gone. So Chad Barrett or Lamar Nagel or Kenny Cooper will be um, starting on one wing with uh, Brad Evans on the other. Chad, in the uh, in his past month of play, has been incredible. I think he's got five goals in all competitions in the last 30 days. Uh, it's just been a, a heck of a run. Um, he's really taken advantage of other teams keen on guys like Obafemi Martins and Clint Dempsey. And a little bit um, when Kenny Cooper's on the field, uh, Barrett's been able to take advantage of that. So when he has a straight line to run at goal, he does that really well. And Honestly, that's what Lamar Nagel does um, when Lamar is on form. That's what he does well. They're guys that like to go direct, um, and Seattle doesn't tend to play direct very often, but when they do, they've got a, they've got those two that can really take advantage of it. Yeah, that... Yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of direct, yeah. uh, to, to uh, shed a little light on Real Salt Lake, I guess, like Alvaro Sabrio obviously coming back, scoring a... a goal in the first 15 seconds of 
of being substituted in, does that give you any like pause for thought, or are you just uh, content to uh, accept that he's just a player that generally will play for Real Salt Lake and hopefully do well? Severio, when healthy, is uh, one of the better forwards in the league, and it's been true. Um, I remember he was at one time connected to Seattle, but you know the discovery playing process meant that Salt Lake got the first first uh, chance to talk to him, and that's yeah. one of those ones I would have loved to have uh, Saberio and Freddy Montero up top together, which is something that might have happened if the world was different. But instead, uh, he's been very successful at Salt Lake, this um, is true. and now he's uh, Salt Lake. I'm really honestly it. There are two, two attacks, two offenses in the game right now that, that kind of worry me. That I, I can't figure out how Seattle can stop. Salt Lake's one of them. And then, uh, of course, the Galaxy. Everyone's scared of the Galaxy right now, so don't worry about yeah. that. But... I think even Bruce Arena's a little scared of the Galaxy, to be honest. So <laughs> What have I created? Yeah, it's uh, an unstoppable monster, I fear. I, I'm, I hope I'm wrong about that. but Yeah, me too. Actually, so so looking at your run in, uh, we talked a little about you know Salt Lake's chances at the Shield, but but how do you feel about you know your chances? It, every, everything's about uh, Seattle ends with uh, they go to LA against the Galaxy and then host the Galaxy to end the year. So Landon Donovan's last home regular season game, and then Landon Donovan's last away regular season game. The good news is that Sounders FC will not be doing any sort of celebrate Landon Donovan moment at CenturyLink because uh-huh. it's the final final game of the year and mm. that's always been about the fans here it's the you know like every organization does and I think every sport one, one of the home games is always fan appreciation night and for the Sounders that's always been the last one of the regular season it's a full stadium match they're not going to put 67,000 people and celebrate the opposing team yeah so, that's uh, that's probably fair hopefully they celebrate a win because if not, I mean, if, if Seattle doesn't get something like uh, at least three points, they'll probably wind up needing four. They're not going to take the shield, L.A. will. Um, and I'm not concerned about D.C. United because they have the Champions League, and I don't think they have the depth to deal with Champions League and MLS regular season at the same time. Yeah, it's a, it's a big me, test. Yeah. It's a... Uh, I don't know. I, I just look back at... Uh at our days of Champions League, and I, I weep oh. to myself a little bit. Uh, but, but I mean, you guys are obviously looking to, you know, have another season in Champions League. Is that is, is that kind of a driving force, or is MLS play, you know, more of the incentivizer? Well, um, City has some unfinished business in Champions League, and he's mentioned he wants to get back. Um, Seattle is uh, one of the rare teams that has beaten the Mexican team on Mexican soil and one of the rare teams that has beaten a Mexican team in a two-leg knockout round. So they uh, heck, they were actually positioned at halftime in the semifinals of the last of their last trip to the Champions League. They were positioned to advance at the uh, at halftime of the semifinals and then they blew it. Um, it wasn't as embarrassing as, as some of their they, they had two really embarrassing losses. Oh, I remember. But, um, <laughs> but at the same point, you know, um, really they're you know, Salt Lake making the final and then Seattle having success against Tigres and advancing and success at Monterey 
um, and winning winning the group over Monterey. Is, uh, Great job. Those are two pretty awesome, pretty awesome moments as well. Siggy wants to get back. Chris Henderson wants to get back just so he can have extra money to play with. Um, you know, allocation money makes this league go around, and uh, making the Champions League is the only way good teams do it. The worst place you can be as an MLS team is not good enough for Champions League, but still in the playoffs. Which sucks. Yeah, you don't get any money. You, you don't get that funny money to play with. <laughs> you you watch a team that just missed the playoffs get funny money, or and you, you watch, watch the teams team ahead of you in the playoffs get it too. Get funny money when the rules change. That's fun too. But Portland. Yeah, yeah we're, we're still um, a little bitter if you can't tell. <laughs> no, that was you know everybody in MLS knew except for you know except for nobody. Yeah, so. uh, knowing didn't make it better. I think it just. I think knowing actually made it hurt more. Because we couldn't yeah, quite it, be as outraged. It was just, oh, yeah. We oh. kind of knew that was coming. Yeah, it just... And then it happened within, like, a week of the MLS Cup, and it was just... It was bad. And losing Jason Christ. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we uh, many a tear It was a series of down notes. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. I've, uh... Oh, at least we had the Open Cup. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys have a have a little Open Cup final of your own coming up, right? Yeah, out in uh, Philadelphia next week. A, a Tuesday night, and uh, it'll be Seattle's fifth time in the Open Cup final in uh, their MLS history, and the chance of uh, winning four in those six years. So it's a, I mean, that's a pretty awesome moment. And the best part about it is Seattle doesn't have to claim that they uh, they, pl- they play in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, to uh, to claim that they have trophies, you know, which is what Philadelphia has been doing. They've been trotting out. Bethlehem Steel's history as if it is the Philadelphia Union's history. That's awesome. Do you think that the uh, cup final will affect the team selection for Friday night at all? Not for Friday night. Uh, City's really, really big about making team selection uh, one game at a time. Uh, for The best example is uh, he could have sat Clint Dempsey and given him like a week and a half off um, when they traveled away to Chivas last week. And that was what a lot of us expected him to do because Clint has been complaining about being tired. So why play him against Chivas? They're pretty awful. Uh, a team with Obafemi Martins on it could, should still be able to outscore Chivas USA. So it was expected to, you know, probably sit Clint. And they did because Siggy looks at the points right ahead of him and then he'll make his lineup decisions for the next game when uh, fitness and health reports come in from his training team. Well, that answers that crap. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, make sorry. us happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're going to... No is Chad break. Marshall under the weather by any chance? Like, is he sick? Or... Um, unless he gets rear-ended on the way to a game again, um, you know no, he he'll be fine. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah we, we won't be uh, rear-ending anybody. Uh, I mean, uh, we're taking my car, so we, we better not be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if it was a rental, maybe it's a different story. And we have a good road trip story, but uh, there you go. as it stands, it's um, yeah, it's not something I'd, I'd love to do. Although if it, it, yeah, if it reverses scoreline, um, I don't know. Worse things could happen. Yeah, then you'd be stuck in Seattle for a few extra days, though. That doesn't sound so bad. Um, yeah, if you're looking at injury news, uh, Tristan Bowen, who is like the 20th guy on the roster, kind of he, he's been in the 18 pretty rarely. He's been um, on the side during training. Jimmy Torrey is has been in and out of the injury status 
most of the, uh, well, since like May. Uh, he's currently injured and training on the side. And then the backup, the backup keeper might be Marcus Hanneman again. He seems to be healthy. Um, that, I mean, the injury, that's the injury report right now for Seattle. And it's, it's pretty much, um, you know, the number three center back and two guys that aren't going to play. Yeah, that what's ours right now? Like ours is actually Balchin, and that's about it. It's uh, it's actually Jordan Allen, the oh, well, hot young U twenty one, and uh, John Sturzer, who suffered one of those uh, trophies, not friendlies injuries, um, to to steal a term. Yeah, but that's also guys that don't. Uh, I mean, if they were healthy, they wouldn't. They wouldn't uh, Sturzer, game, Sturzer right? was actually getting some minutes in, and he was okay. playing pretty well. Like surprisingly yeah. well, and then of course it all fell apart. And... Because we don't have enough good midfielders. So. Yeah. What What can you do? Okay. Uh, is he still out? No. No. Oh really? So So actually, Real Salt Lake's uh, injury report is is clean. Um, did you happen to see our our new favorite player, Sebastian Jaime, play last Saturday? I did not. Uh, oh. That's the the new designated player because. Uh, you get Sabario back. Plata uh, has had a um, kind of an fringe MVP candidate kind of year. Yeah, at the very fin- least, yeah. Finley is uh, Finley scored again. Oh uh, yeah, it took world. a year, but yeah, it's because and then uh, and then you bring in a designated player uh, player that's uh, also pretty darn good. So yeah, that's what I'm talking about when I, when I was saying that RSL's attack scares me. It's because. It's uh, it's got four players that all offer different things. They all play differently. So um, I don't know. I was kind of wishing that uh, you know maybe Plata would uh, would stay you know stay in Ecuador or something. Yeah, they're they're playing in New Jersey right now, I believe, actually oh. against Brazil. So so there goes that hope. Uh, we just wanted to hear you squirm a little bit as you thought about that that strike force for us. So thank you. That Olmes Garcia kid's not bad either. Yeah. It's a it's a, a five man you know, strike force. I don't think we'll be playing a two three five anytime soon. Uh, but if there's ever a time to try it out, you, you know who knows? Maybe you'll get to see it in person. Well, yeah, that's the one thing that's different about the organizations. When Siggy has Chad Barrett, Lamar Nagel, Kenny Cooper, and then of course Clinton Oba, he finds a way to get at least three of them on the field, and sometimes four, even though they're all really just forwards. Um, Whereas, you know, play, playing them as wide midfielders and that kind of thing. Whereas Salt Lake clearly, it's like, yeah, we have four forwards and we're only going to play two of them and then they're both going to come out and we're going to put two other guys in because we're not messing up the diamond. Yeah, it's... Uh, Can't mess with the diamond. That's true. This is definitely the approach we've taken over the last probably 700 years. We saw the 4-3-3 like a little bit last year. Yeah. And it was mixed. Mixed. I w- I'd love to see it with like Plata... Jaime and Sabo down the road, but not Friday. I don't think. Yeah, I yeah, think. Ex- I I prefer it if if I, I think this is the perfect time for um, for Jeff and staff to to experiment with a uh, with a new lineup. I, I, I'd like that. We'll let, we'll pass that on. Okay, we're pretty we're pretty well connected. <laughs> yeah, and by well connected, I think it means kind of glued to the couch. But yeah, uh, what can you do? <laughs> Or possibly glued to uh, to Twitter. a car on Twitter. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think that probably answers everything. Uh, we we would like to ask you if you have a re- favorite Real Salt Lake player and why it's Ned Grabovoy. 
Uh, it is not Ned Gravelboy. Oh. It, you, you asked me that. It's funny. Uh, both yourself and uh, Dan, who, uh, who, who uh, used to be over there at RSL Soapbox, both of you guys always ask this when we do our questions exchange. Um, which Salt Lake player would you like? And I think for like five years now, it's been, I, I really want Kyle Beckerman on the team. And I will still and always want, I, I, I want a defense, I want a midfield pairing of Kyle Beckerman and Osvaldo Alonso because pretty much the ball would never go through the midfield. Yeah, and, and I can imagine there would be some, some uh, pretty hard tackles in a game like that. That makes, I mean, it, Alonso's like completing 90% of his passes. He's one of the best long passers in the league. And Kyle Beckerman is just a shade underneath Alonso in, in both of those aspects. It's, it'd be a, it'd be really fun to watch. Um, once upon a time, there was a dream that Ozzy would be on the U S national team. And we might've been able to see that, but unfortunately Cuba and the U S don't get along. Yeah. That's uh that doesn't look like it's changing anytime soon, I guess. Right. No, no. And it, it's pretty much done due to age. This was the, uh, this was the cycle that if it was going to happen, it would have happened. Yeah. Most, most of the Seattle people I know say Ramondo is the RSL player they would take. Yeah, wouldn't it? It would be nice for you guys to have a like a solid goalkeeper again, right? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, Seattle obviously had two great goalkeepers for so long, and now they have nearly a, a league average, maybe goalkeeper. It's uh, it's been an interesting thing because um, I was actually just looking at this in Seattle's. Defense is basically what carried them in 2009 and 2010, um, having one of the league's best defenses. And now, the defense is kind of shaky. Some of that's due to pace and tempo concerns. Because the ball goes back and forth so often that even if you're a good defense, you're going to give up more goals if the other team just gets more touches. But uh, it's been interesting because uh, we consider Stephen Fry an average goalkeeper, and I think he... Uh, either leads or is second in the league in shutouts now because uh, somehow, um, despite being imminently average and having some horrible, horrible moments in uh, keeping, he's uh, when he's okay, he, uh, he's capable of, uh, of defending balls that get past Chad Marshall and Alonzo. Maybe you could trade him to Philly for some allocation money. Yeah, and Philly's in desperate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they acquired one of my favorite keepers from the World Cup, and then uh, I don't think they've played him yet. I, I no, don't I'm, understand that at all. McMath's been amazing for like the last month, though. So, <laughs> yeah, they lit, uh, that acquisition lit a fire under McMath. So and they I don't still know, have Andre Seattle can trade for him. Yeah, you know, and, Mc... and one of the best youth goalkeepers in the country, like <laughs> the best guy not named Cody Cropper. Um, for the youth national team, Stefan or Stefan, or I don't know, I just read his name. But yeah, they've got plenty, uh, plenty of keepers, so it made complete sense to, to sign Mbuli and sit him. Yeah, no, knowing the league, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he started Tuesday and and you know made a couple penalty saves or something, just because <laughs> he said something, of course. As long as he doesn't come off his line. Oh, oh. A little, uh, a little stab there at, uh, here near the end. That's, uh, I think that's just going to be the nature of the the conversation between these two teams. 
No, it makes sense. I, I, one thing that I love is that, you know, the, the rivalries with uh, with Salt Lake and L.A. are completely about the the game on the field, which is so much different than with what we get with uh, with Portland. I'll be sure to make some well-timed coffee jokes then to uh, to shake that up a little bit for you. Oh, perfect, perfect. I, I just have one uh, one question for you, Matt. What are we actually going to ask each other in our written exchange now that we haven't asked each other tonight? Uh, that's a good question. I'll get okay. back to you on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably okay. more about Ned Grabavoy. More about, and, and Porter's beard. That's right. It is a pretty good beard. And, he, and he's got a kid that he could probably, like, hide in his beard or smuggle, smuggle across a border or something, so. Actually, is that where Cal Plata goes on, uh, on set pieces? Is that why <laughs> Seattle couldn't mark him that one time? Yeah, that's, uh, it was either that or, um. That was a good one. Yeah, I think that was it, actually. Good job. I, he actually, uh, Lada actually started following me on Twitter for about a day as I was making snarky comments about his height. And I have to admit, um, he and I are basically the same height. Um, <laughs> so uh, he doesn't know this, but for somehow either uh, either Matt or uh, or your, uh, the PR staff over at RSL decided to retweet one of my uh, snarky comments about the, the midget plot of being able to uh, to score on set pieces, and um, he liked it enough that he uh, he thought I was intriguing, and then he quickly realized I was not a Salt Lake fan. That's a uh, that's a good story. He's not a huge Twitter user either, so that's pretty big. Yeah, I suspect. Well, it, he I mean, it was just a follow. I mean, it's not like you. I don't know. Didn't really interact, but I just got to kick out of the fact DMs. that. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that covers it for us tonight. Uh, we'll let you get back to whatever it is you do on a Tuesday night in Seattle. Probably drink coffee or espresso it's, or something. It's an ice cream salad for dessert. And craft beer. <laughs> with, with some beer shooters on the side, exactly. All right, well, thanks, Dave. Uh, hopefully we'll uh, run into you on Friday celebrating uh, some famous Real Salt Lake win. Thanks, gentlemen. All right, take care. Live overseas at some point. Yeah, if you lived overseas between like two thousand or like ninety eight and two thousand seven or something, uh, you can't donate blood. Because you have mad cow disease? No, because the risk is there. Oh, well, I'm glad you don't have mad cow disease. We are recording, though. Oh, really? I'm just going to keep pulling rocks out of my shoes. (laughs) Don't (laughs) mind me. good to hear. Don't worry, I'm not spilling them on your couch. Alright. This one's like a crystal. (laughs) What are you telling me? Are you sure it's the uh, mad cow that's the reason you can't donate plasma? We're not in Portland, it's not crystal meth. Speaking of Portland, uh, thanks, Dave, for talking to us about oh, Seattle. Oh, yeah, that was a great interview. Uh, Dave's a good guy. City I have mostly enjoyed more than Portland, although Portland Me did too. Ha- it did have that great art museum. I didn't go to that. I did. Everyone else was off drinking and having fun, and I was off... At the museum. At the museum, of course. That sounds like me. Yeah, it was Where, a lot of fun. What museum are you going to this weekend? Uh, By you, I, I mean know. we.
Hey, that's uh, that's a good thought. Let's let's go to a museum. Okay, we'll go to we'll have an adventure. Let's go to the Museum of Seattle Shield Hopes. Was that like your account laugh from Sesame yeah. Street? That was pretty good. That was uh, that was my that was my bad guy laugh. Pretty good. Pretty my good. least intimidating bad guy ever laugh. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Three points. Uh, uh. Yeah, so that's all. Talk about Seattle. So all I can think about are ice cream salads. Yum. That I mean, it. It does sound particularly delicious right now. We need to ask for those some random place. Like, uh, excuse me, where you are want, the ice cream salads? You want salads? to get some ice cream salads after the podcast? Where's the ice cream salads portion of your menu? No, we have to do it in Seattle. It's a Seattle. Oh, okay. Thing. And, like, be with Dave Clark and be like, no, Dave said you have really good ice cream salads. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's plan on that. It'll be fun. Let's um, do it. What else do we need to talk about with Seattle, though? Let's get something to talk about. Honestly, Dave, Dave was uh, almost covered our portion as well as anything. Yeah. So let's talk about our lineup because we didn't talk touch on that too much. I could see it being. I uh, I wanted to say unchanged from Saturday, but I I think we're gonna see. I think up front's gonna surprise everybody. I would not be surprised to see Sabo start. Me neither, and that's what I was going to say. Because I think Sabo is much further along than people thought he was. Yeah, and, and there have been statements about him being cleared to play on turf. Yeah. Medically cleared. Uh, that he has been medically cleared? Yeah, to play on turf, which... Uh, for all the talk about turf being fine, it's something that continually comes up. And I'm just confused, but... Well, <clears throat> I mean, that's a bone break. Yeah. So, turf, you don't have to worry about that as much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a muscle injury or, like, a, sh- a constant strain. Yeah, His injury it's... was like a fluke. It was just a break. Although, though, that sort of injury can come from constant strain. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, shut up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, but but clearly, it was a fracture, not a... Yeah, yeah. Not like a hamstring. Victor Bernard has probably tackled him in training. Oh. Oh, wait, he doesn't play for Costa Rica. Yeah. I was kidding. Oh, it was a scrimmage. <laughs> it was inter-squad friendly. All right. Wait, that would be within the team, wouldn't it? Uh, inter would not be. I said intra. Oh, well, yeah. Damn it. So, at the back, you think it's all the same? Oh, yeah. Do we look I mean, at Mansali again? I don't think so. Not against Seattle. No, not with Chris Winger. Not back. with, not with Chad okay. and Barrett terrorizing down the wings. Oh. <clears throat> I think it... It's going to be tough. I mean, the, the defense is probably going to have to play like one of their best games this season. Yeah. Because we're probably going to see Oba, who yeah. we didn't see a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Probably going to be see Dempsey, from what it sounds like. Right? Going to see Dempsey. Yeah. And then, uh, it sounds like and it. And then you're going to get Brad Evans and either Lamar Nagel or Chad Barrett. And you might see, what's his name? Kenny Cooper? The little kid. Yedlin? Yeah. Well, he plays fullback. Evans doesn't play fullback for him. They have him as a midfielder now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Can we talk about how much we hate Brad Evans? Does Brittany listen to the podcast? I don't know. Her name's Britt, not it's Brittany. It's just Britt? She gets very upset when you call her Brittany. I'm going to call her Brittany. <laughs> Brittany. Uh, I'm going to pronounce it like that, too. Brittany. <laughs> uh, I, di- I did insult... Uh, Brad Evans. Brad Evans, uh, but only... And it's relevant because of this. 
in favor of uh, boosting Ned Grappavine. Oh, well, that's totally acceptable. Yeah. I mean, insulting Brad Evans is kind of acceptable anyways. Yeah. Uh, I'd insult the Queen to her face if it meant Ned would like me more. To her face in England. Oh, yeah. Or the Queen of some other country. There are queens elsewhere, right? Yeah. There's like a Queen of San Francisco, I think. That's a different kind of queen. Yeah, a little bit. A dancing queen? Yeah, that's where I was going with that. Yeah. Um, where was Abba from again? Sweden. Sweden. Is there a queen of Sweden or a king right now? I don't know. Don't don't look that up. Um, <laughs> you know me too well to know um, that I'm not going to look that up. Not not going to. Who's uh? Sweden. So back to the match that we were talking about. Well, you think like the midfield will be the same? Luke, yeah, Ned, Kyle, Hobby. I don't know why you'd change it Poor at this Luis, one. Luis, man. It's uh, it's it, quite the conundrum. It's not his fault that Luke's better than him. Luke's been playing better. <laughs> which save. you're right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. And it's also not his fault that you know they might have been anticipating him getting more time at the diamond. At the yeah. top of the diamond, but Javi is having like just a. As much as people are like, you know, Jao Plot is having a fringe MVP season, Javi Morales is having one of those two. Yeah. I mean, but that's Javi every season, so. And Luke Mahal's having a newcomer of the year season for as few newcomers as we have playing for us right now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know, a lot man. of good players. Just... King, by the way, it's a king in Sweden. Oh, okay. Glad to know that. <coughs> king Gustav or King Charles? I don't know. King Carlos. Oh, it, oh, it is King Carl. I was kidding. Carl the Sixteenth Gustav. <laughs> yes. So You're nothing if not predictable, Sweden. King Zlatan. That's the real. Did you see answer. the vine of that guy touching Zlatan Ibrahimovic in that friendly match? No. It was uh, whoever Sweden played in their friendly. And this guy was kind of like, you know, pushing Zlatan away. And Zlatan just looked at him. And then he was pushing him again. And Zlatan's like looking down at him, touching him. Like it was the best vine I've ever seen. It was, everyone's joking it. Like you're not allowed to touch the the Zlatan without his permission. (laughs) We need a player like that. Do you think Jaime could be that player? He could be. He's got the ponytail, the top knot. Yeah. I think he'll be be a better player than... Zlatan Ibrahimovic could ever hope to be. Don't like I don't say that. Because he never plays for us. Never played for Milan. True. So True, true, true. So take that, Trevor. And Jaime would have That's what out. you get for not being here. Jaime could have won at Barcelona. Unlike Zlatan. Mm. So good dad. That's still like one of the weirdest transfers ever. But anyways. Yeah. Like you can't have a selfish player in that sort of it'd be like if we signed I don't know, just whoever you Cristiano Ronaldo? No. <laughs> just just someone in MLS who's like overly selfish and not not selfish in a bad way, but in playing style. Obafemi Martins? No, because he's really not. I know. Uh Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane. He would oh, not work here. I don't know. Well maybe with Sabo. Uh he and Sabo would probably kill each other before they got a chance to work together. <coughs> Which I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't we're know. We're babbling. Not the first time, won't be the last time. So Seattle. Uh, Since starting 11, strikers, I'm going to be ballsy and say Sabo Jaime. 
I'm I gonna... think it will actually be Sabo Plata. Yeah, I'm, but... I'm thinking Sabo Plata too. Which is awesome because that's not a bad combination. That's That was our best combination this season. Yeah. Until they have so Sabo's much fun out. together. Hey, you got to see Sabo smile a lot. They're like that movie Twins. It's like Sabo's really form. enjoying playing this year. Yeah. And it's to see him play without the frustration that defined his career here. Uh, it's, maybe it's, it's his kid. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like, lots of things can influence that. Coaching. Yeah. Are you implying that Jason Christ could have made someone unhappy? Uh, I would never <laughs> imply that Jason Christ is anything but a beaming ray of sun. <laughs> that is all. That is all. That's good, because he'd probably kick your ass. Yeah. If you did. Or stare at me. That's all he'd have yeah. to do, and I'd wither. Yeah. Not like a good wither. I'd be like, oh, don't hit oh, me. Oh, wait, no, what was it? Yeah, his uh, his little eye thing he does. Did once, at least. That was amazing. I can't wait till he does that to Frank Lampard. Yeah. Or David Villa. Or is it Villa? I never I think, know. I think that because of the you know how MLS likes to schedule their games and... Yeah. And just attract the most attention. New York City will be playing here next season. They have to do it. Yeah. Crisis, like, return to Rio Tint. It's too good of an opportunity to pass up. Yeah. And it'll be a national TV game. Oh, this game will be on national TV no matter what. And I hope Jeff Kassar and Jason Christ face off against each other, like, head to head. And Kassar gives him a what will he? That seems more Jeff Kassar's <laughs> speed than Jason Christ's speed, that's for sure. Uh, with Garth Loggerway looming in the background as he's. He was scouting for another <coughs> team or yeah. something. I don't know, man. We'll find out what happens at the end of the season, I guess. Seattle. Holy crap, we haven't talked about Seattle at all. I know. What is there to say? They're good. They're They've good. been playing well. Their defense is shaky, but they're good. Yeah. I can't even name their left back, now that I'm trying to think of it. Leo Gonzalez? That's actually it, probably. But yeah. Who's the other center back besides Marshall? Whoever's healthy? Uh... I guess. It's not Traore. No. He's, he's third choice now. And they traded that African guy to Chicago. Yeah. In, like, March. That African guy? Is that what I said? That is what you said. Uh, I will let you dwell on that one for a moment. Well, Trevor's here in spirit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I had to get a Serie A reference in there and say that African guy. Yeah, there you go. I was actually going to look, uh, because now I, I I don't have like the faintest clue who their center backs are, except for... Traore and Marshall. Traore is their third choice. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Papa is out. Yeah? And he's a midfielder anyways. Yeah. Seattle Sanders. So what's their midfield look like? It's going to be Evans, Nagel, or Evans, Barrett on the wings. Zach Scott. Oh, Zach Scott. Is he starting regularly? Yeah, I guess so. Well, that could be fun with Sabo and Blata. Wait. Yeah, he's played 14 games this year. Yeah. Ferrari's um, played 12. We'll see Alonzo. We'll see Brad Evans. Who's our other center mid? Andy Rose. No, he's Who's a winger. Pineda? There you go. Gonzalo Pineda. Played 23 games this year? Yeah. He plays that, like, that um, Papa role, kind of opposite Alonzo. You know, I thought we had a lot of forwards. Seattle had a lot of forwards. 
They have nine with numbers on here. Aaron Long does not. I'm not sure why he doesn't have a number. It also says Portland Timbers. But it's showing up in Seattle. Are you relying on the match day app right now? Yeah. Because that might be dangerous. Yeah, That's yeah. the app that, like, when Push notified me a week after the MLS Cup final that Sporting Kansas City won the MLS Cup final. That was the most depressing thing. Yeah, they rubbed it in. Yeah. Oh. The but, only way it could be worse if it had a little smiley face on the end. Sporting Kansas City win the MLS Cup final on penalties. Smiley face. Yeah, about that. So Seattle... This is an awful app. Tristan Bowen, he's a forward, right? Yeah. Chad Barrett, do they still have Will Bates? No. Uh, I'm going to write a strongly worded letter to MLS about this app. That Dempsey guy is not bad, I hear. He's actually not on this. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's a midfielder. Oh, of course. Is he really a midfielder? He's a he's a hybrid. He's like yeah. a tricortista. I'm shaking my head at you, but I don't entirely disagree. It's a false nine. Maybe. He could maybe be played as a false nine, but he's more like a traditional nine than a he's false like, nine. Like a support striker. Yeah, and I, I, I've i never understood Dempsey being described as a midfielder because he's he's a, he's a forward for me. Uh, but but maybe that's splitting hairs because it doesn't change how he plays. So. Fact. Which is pretty da- well. Dangerously well sometimes and dangerously badly sometimes some other times. Let's see, who else do we got for Seattle? Do you just want to do predictions? Get this show over with? Yeah, let's do predictions. Let's, uh, and I don't think we have any listener questions. Trevor tweeted out that he didn't want us to have listener questions because he's he an awful person. Easily. Yeah. How about predictions? So, who are we replacing Trevor with from here on out? Probably Dens. No comment? Uh, no, I don't know. Trevor, if you don't show up again, we're going to, uh, we're going to sell your spot on the podcast to the highest bidder. Which will probably get us, like, some bubble tape and $12. (laughs) That sounds awesome. Yeah. Ice cream salads for all. Um, predictions. 3-0. 3-0, of course. I predicted that last time we went to Seattle. Yeah, are you sure you don't want to change it? I was almost right. Are you sure you don't want to change it? Yeah, I'm sure. How? Three Clint Dempsey own goals. I'd be okay with that. That would be the best day of my life. I would say... This is going to surprise you. I'm going to say RSL wins 3-1. to one. Why? I don't know. I have a good feeling about this match. Oh. I didn't have a good feeling about the last match. I never have good feelings about matches. Uh, I just think I just I think that for the few guys that did play that match, you know, because so many guys were resting or were injured or, I mean, World Cup or whatever. Yeah. <coughs> there's that motivation to pay back the 4-0. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Borchers has a huge game. We didn't even see Chris Schuler that game, did we? No, it was Mond and Borchers. Wow. So I'm gonna. And we say, wondered why we struggled. I'm gonna say three one. Borchers will have a huge game. Schuler will have a huge game. Jaime <coughs> scores. They both have to. Jaime, Jaime scores. Jaime scores. Jaime Pla- scores. Jaime Plata Sabo. Boom boom boom. It's gonna be like a weird bounce though for Jaime, and it's just gonna happen to land at him. It's gonna turf, and he's gonna volley it. Yeah, and no one will expect it because yeah. like. 
Because it's going to be not where you stand, but wow. <laughs> Just kidding. We know he likes those shots from distance. We saw a little bit of that on Saturday. Get that bounce on the turf. Yeah. Hey. And uh, our goalkeeper would probably screw it up. Sometime. Yeah, as we've learned. Uh, as Portland likes to remind us, uh, they have a dodgy keeper. Dodgy keeper. Which is the worst thing when Donovan Ricketts is your goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, if anyone could know what a dodgy keeper is, I'm sure it would be Timbers fans. We should chant takes Ricketts. one to know one. <laughs> yeah. Is that a good one? Do you think they'd yeah. chant that at Nick Ramondo? No. That's good. I don't think they would. I don't think they would ever think of it. Yeah, I don't. I think there's too much respect for Nick Romando like around the league. Yeah. If they did it, people would be like, "Oh, okay, that's that's adorable." But no, yeah. I say three to one because we're gonna have our full squad. Yeah. And like yeah, those we'll Western have... Conference, it's it's a rivalry match. I mean, it's historically yeah. a very close match. You know, who's good against Seattle. Who? I think. Ned Grabboy. Ned Sabo. Sabo. Sabo's been good. Sabo savors that moment. Like, that crowd. Yeah. Even if it's not our crowd. Oh, he's... 50,000 people. He feeds on people being against him. Oh, but yeah. not not in, like, the angry way. Not in the way, like, Fabian Espindola would. It's... Yeah. It's healthy. Yeah. Maybe. Um... It might be... Man, it might be crazy for... Even, you know, Jaime haven't played in Libertadores. That might be one of the biggest crowds he's ever seen. Oh, well, he did play at Boca. Yeah, but they don't have a huge stadium. It's like 40,000, 50,000. It's about what this one will be. So. Yeah, so it'll be border borderline. Yeah, that's cool. All right. So Predictions done. You want to play Ned or Cole later? Do we? Yeah, let's play it off the podcast. You and me later. Is that what it's called? Do we uh, not have any questions? Because if we don't... Oh, wait, we do have the Brad Evans question. Oh, and Paul Olson's in it. Okay, let's do these questions real quick. All right, questions. Questions. Let me make sure that Fran- chop, chop. Francesco didn't send us one on like last thursday yeah i think he may have had a question francesco francesco uh he didn't see one or i don't see one i should say okay okay so brit nordman not okay. Brittany. brit nordman wait is that her last name yeah doesn't say that on twitter i just know it uh. she asks is brad evans a beautiful man yes or yes uh, he does have good hair. Well, yes, Brittany. Compared to some of the homeless men I saw on Skid Row at the last L.A. away trip I went on, Brad Evans is a beautiful man. Yes, and yes. Uh, he's not as good looking as Ned Gravifoy, but Obviously. he is a good looking man. Or Sebastian Jaime. Or Sebastian Jaime, who is just dreamy as all get out. Or Cole Grossman. Cole Grossman's pretty good, too. Frankly, we have a really good looking team, don't we? Yeah. Brad Evans wouldn't crack the good-looking starting 11. He might jump ahead of Sebastian Velasquez. I said starting 11. Can we just talk about Sebastian Velasquez one of these days? Yeah. And then our other listener question. Oh, we have two. All right. Adam Hendrickson. Will Jaime make an impact as a starter before the playoffs? You know what? Yes. Oh, as a starter. Yeah. Well, I think any game he starts, he's going to make an impact in. So yeah. really the question is, will he start before the playoffs? I could, I could see it. I could see it, but at the same time, like... I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't happen. Sabo Plata is going to be hard to disrupt. Yeah. I could see him doing it just to throw something different out there. Yeah, but it would be Sabo Jaime. If yeah, Sabo's yeah, yeah. fit, he starts. Just yeah, period. that's just pecking order. 
Maybe. Maybe. Maybe is my answer to that yeah, question. Yeah, that's there there's some earth shattering implications in that one. Okay. And here is a really good question from Paul Wilson. Alright, Paul. That I like a lot. We like you, Paul. Is it bad that I would rather have a shield than an MLS cup? No, no it is it not. Is not. Uh, I think we're agreed that the Sporter Shield would be just fantastic to have. And I think I think it's a bigger accomplishment than MLS Cup. Yeah, now... Personally. It, even with the unbalanced schedule. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. <clears throat> when a Western team wins the Shield, it's a bigger accomplishment than MLS Cup. Yep. Uh, although Nothing I, against the Eastern teams, but when you play Toronto, or Toronto three times and Montreal three times, yeah, you pretty much have like a 70% chance at 18 points. Yeah. I mean, at 70% might be low. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a bigger deal, I think. <coughs> and um, some people say, oh, well, the cup puts the star above your crest. Yeah. And but that's just because MLS is down. The thing I think is important is to not go out in the first round of the playoffs if you win the Sporter Shield. Yeah. You do that, what's the point? Like, like... How about both? Why not both? Yeah, and I th- I think at least putting a good showing in the playoffs is important. Because it really is the thing we're playing for. It's, it is it is the goal. The MLS Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even if it is a dumb goal. Yeah. Uh, but it, having that secondary goal is also important and good, so. Yeah, I think I would say it's not bad, Paul. It's not bad at all. I agree. I would rather have a shield. Yeah, uh, I want both. I'm going to be selfish. <laughs> to make up for the two. We missed out on last year, the two trophies. Yep. We got that Western Conference Finals trophy. Where do you think that yeah. thing's at? It's at the stadium. Just hidden in a closet somewhere. Yeah. They just ignore it. Yeah. Too many reminders. Huh. Alright, let's, let's, let's stop before let's we're too note. sad. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so... Alright, uh, well, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Sorry it's so early this week. Bye. Actually, our podcast is quite long. That's what I hear. Yeah, bye.